0: Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast, where we are doing a Bad Batch breakdown today. We'll be catching up on Season 1 of the Bad Batch and reviewing and talking about all the different episodes. And today we are addressing, um, we're doing a Bad Batch breakdown for Episode 6 called Decommissioned. And this episode continues the journey of the Bad Batch, this this group of rogue clone troopers, special forces, um their, their genes have been altered and the, their programming's different than all the rest of the clones. And so we, they go on these crazy adventures and they've picked up a new uh, sidekick, Omega. And she features heavily in this, in this episode. So we'll be talking about that and what they you know go about doing on this episode. So we want to welcome you guys. Thanks for joining us. My name is Justin. I'm your host. And my fellow host with me, my fellow clone trooper, Aiden, is here. soldiers follow orders that's right so we start to see a little bit of that with the bad batch this episode um we recently watched this episode we saw it when it first came out back in in may i believe it was of last year Mm -hmm. 2021 so we are talking about that in preparation for season two coming out this fall i believe it's september it could be october i I don't know if they ever nailed that down i just remember hearing fall but uh coming soon
1: yeah, I think we have about eight weeks-ish until mm-hmm. that uh, new season comes out.
0: Yeah. I know Andor is starting on Disney Plus in August, like August 31st, August 30th, something like that, those last day days of August, so I doubt they're going to release Bad Batch while Andor is going, you know, following the, the previous models of Star Wars releases and Marvel releases on Disney Plus. Um They let a a series run its course, and then within a week or two later, they start another one, or maybe a month later. So we may not be seeing Bad Batch till October or later, but Mm -hmm. it is coming this fall. So we watched this episode. We got some good things, some good nuggets of information from this episode. Um, Previously, the previous episode was Rampage, where they went to this planet to bring back... A rancor actually it was on the, the planet they were they just went to the other side or something right but anyway they they tracked down this baby rancor brought it back for job of the huts and so then they start this working relationship with sid the bartender there and she's a new character for this up for this uh series and i'm liking sid she's she's kind of no nonsense business and she kind of points the bad batch in the right direction I think she knows what's best for them more than they do at this point in their career
1: yeah uh her role in this show is like the task giver yeah. um, she she gives the show direction right now yeah. um, because you know we don't know where it's going to go because the bad batch doesn't know where they're what they're supposed to do um they just started you know running from the Empire they started um doing their own thing they don't have anyone to take orders from so they need that yeah that role because they're soldiers they follow their orders and that's what they've been doing their whole life uh they just go on missions that you know their commanders give them and and now she's kind of filling that role giving them something to do while also making money and supporting them yeah
0: yeah i never thought of
1: it that way she's kind
0: of their new general i guess yeah um something they they have had they've had that structure, like you pointed out, their whole lives, and now they're on the run and they don't have that. So Sid's jumping into that role. I like that correlation there. Um so the Sid has another mission for him this this episode. Uh in the clone wars, we got a lot of this um this concept of a tactical droid that was kind of a leader of the droid army in the sense that He was on boots on the ground with them. He was this tactical droid was always there to kind of manage everything and give orders when we didn't have General Grievous or Dooku.
1: It was kind of like their their Admiral Yularen, you know? Yeah. He tells all the clones and the starfighters and all that where to go and, you know, predicts or tries to predict at least what the other side is going to do, and that's their role is to like their job specifically is to analyze the clones their army what they do and make a plan based on that so that the droids can have that advantage that was their like algorithm essentially yeah
0: so they had a ton of information stored in their databases uh like all the the missions the strategies the personnel for all the separatist armies i would that's what I got of it. They were because they had to come up with the best scenario to for attack plans and all that stuff. So they had a lot of intel in their chips, in their brains, I guess. And so that's part of this episode. Is Sid tells them, "Hey, there's this uh, industry on Corellia. They're decommissioning all these droids and melting them down, just getting rid of them. And so we need to." get some of these tactical droids, um, the client that's, that's hired her to do this. So we got to get this tactical droid, uh, the chips from that to have access to all this for, for whatever reason. So they're like the bad batch. Like, I don't know if we want to do this, but she's like,
1: well, you need some money. So they decided to do it. Yeah. in the last episode she invited them to basically work for her full time. They're like, I don't know. They did that one mission with the Rancor. And she liked it. They got something out of it and they didn't want to commit to it. So this episode kind of starts out with that. And she's like, well, I'm making that decision for you. <laughs> yeah. You're doing this. Yeah. You're going to Corellia. You're getting that for me and I'm going to pay you. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like that, the concept, cause it does
0: provide direction for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Hunter and the group—they're resistant to that idea because it's like that's not who we are. You know, yeah. we're soldiers. We're not mercenaries. We don't fight for money or fight for just the highest bidder. You know, we have standards. We have values that we that we believe in. And but it's kind of a well, what else would they do, right? If they weren't doing this, wh- where would the show go? I mean, they'd just be on the run, hiding out all the time. So it does give. Them and the show a purpose, which is good to see.
1: Yeah, and another thing to think about with that is they're they're broke without yeah. the Republic. And they were they were who fed them, who clothed them, gave them equipment, all that stuff, fueled their vehicles. Mm-hmm. They don't have that anymore. That's yeah. not their resource. And if they went back, they would be killed. So yeah. they don't have many other options. They're desperate. This is the only option for them, Pretty unless much. they want to, you know. I don't know, working fast food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: do some, some odd jobs here and there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing for them is to be paid mercenaries at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Which uh I like. I like this idea. Um
0: so they accept the mission, they go to Corelia, they're, you know, trying to sneak into this place. We do see an interesting thing that popped up is in order to sneak in, they attach themselves to the side of a a transport ship, you know, shut down all their systems, you know, and they're like, "Oh, I think it's wrecker." One of the clones says, "Oh, this old trick," and they are they're able to get in without being seen. And you know, that's something that we saw in Empire Strikes Back for the first, you know, for the first time in real time. But in the in the tril- or in the series, the saga, you know, that's fifteen years later. So, or more, probably more than that, like twenty five years later. So if it's an old trick now, how much older of a trick is it You know, 20, 25 years later for Han when he does that thing? Um, what do you think about those callbacks where they they bring in something from the original trilogy or even Rebels um, it back to this timeline, this time frame? Do you like it? Is it a good way to tie things in or is it just fan service?
1: Something that I like about that is also the same thing that I hated about the sequels is I like what Star Wars does and the creators of Star Wars do to connect everything. I don't think, I mean, of course we want to bring in new aspects every time, but I don't think it's a bad thing to reuse what we've already seen. And it also kind of explains, and Boba Fett knows that Han Solo did that. Mm -hmm. And it explains how, because it's the oldest trick in the book, apparently. Yeah. and I another thing along with that too is I like seeing that they went to Corellia, which we know from Solo that it's a factory planet. It's where they make starfighters and speeders. It's where they made Han Solo's YT thirteen hundred cruiser. It's a Corellian cruiser, yeah. and you know we know that it's a factory planet because that's where Han's dad worked, mm-hmm. and that's kind of his backstory. So I like to see that. They're going back to Corellia for a decommissioning site. It makes sense, and that's what I like about Star Wars. That's my favorite thing. Uh, It's what I liked about Rebels specifically. There's callback after callback after callback, and they all tie in so neatly. It's what I like about The Mandalorian. Just doing all the, yeah, and it's not nostalgic too. Like it brings in that aspect, but it makes sense, and they do it in a really good way. And that's what I like about you know Star Wars in general. I I don't think it's a bad thing to do that. Yeah. I don't think it's fan service. Right.
0: I agree. Fan service would be doing it just to do it.
1: Oh, look at this cool trick
0: or remember this wink wink. Yeah. But, you know, there's a, there's a reason for this. You know, they're trying to sneak into this this secure base. They're wanted by the Empire, so there's a double reason. And it works. So not fan service in my mind uh but they they're able to get into the the factory they're sneaking around trying to find the droid this tactical droid it's it's like in episode two when they're building the droids on geonosis yeah where they have a you know conveyor belts and these machines are kind of putting them together and there's this molten lava or metal i guess there that they have to watch the in episode two they have to watch out for so similar here conveyor belts they're all getting dumped in and taken apart lots of catwalks everywhere and guards yeah so very similar vibe to that sequence in uh, episode two which i liked um and they got to find this tactical droid omega finds it and as something that was unexpected at the time was as omega is has found and located this tactical droid's head Someone snatches it and runs off. You're like, oh, okay, who's that? What's going on here? And then we find out it is the Martez sisters, the much uh, maligned Martez sister, Rafa and Trace. Um, maligned in the sense that when they were introduced in the Clone Wars Season 7, with uh, when they meet Ahsoka, when Ahsoka goes into the underworld and um, has to hide out, she meets up with these two sisters and has some adventures with her. And at the time in that season, it was um, wasn't very well received for a lot of fans. Yeah. Some fans liked it. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily dislike the character. I didn't like how they were being used in that season. But here, I liked how they were being used. Like they were um, adversarial to the group, the main group. But yet they had a. We find out later on that they had their own altruistic purpose. You know, they were there to help um, the rebellion, basically the see the startup of the rebellion. And so as the story goes on, we learn why they're there, what they're doing. And we were like, Oh, these are, you know, they got their own thing. And so you, you kind of buy into what they're doing as well. And I like that surprise, uh, because it was like a 180 from what we saw in the clone wars season seven with them. They're like, they were just, these kind of annoying sisters, I guess they're, Um, But here they had a purpose. I enjoyed the banter they had between Omega and the sisters and then the clones and the sisters and just how that whole dynamic. I don't know, maybe it was better written here or better directed, but I enjoyed them. What about for you, Aiden? As far as the reintroduction of these Martez sisters into this storyline, what would you think?
1: I So I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, Going back to the Clone Wars, I was one of those people who didn't really enjoy that arc so much i enjoyed it more for the ahsoka aspect of it we see her after she's left the jedi temple and the jedi order what she does to avoid not necessarily being identified as a jedi but to kind of leave that path behind and that life behind um and where she brings it back a little bit realizes that she's a freedom fighter she's she's a jedi whether or not she agrees with the Jedi's value or the Jedi Order's values, but she is a Jedi at heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the value of that arc. I don't like what they did with the Martez sisters, especially being a limited uh, season compared to the rest of the Clone Wars where they have 22 episodes. Plenty of time for filler arcs and Mm -hmm. filler characters and not so important players. Side trips and side characters, yeah. Yeah, we'd just gotten reacquainted with the clone wars where it had been canceled for a few years and everyone wanted it to come back we finally got it back we're like yes we get to see order 66 on on screen again in the animated form which most people love i loved it i didn't like that we wasted an arc and i don't think it's a waste now but at the time i was a little disheartened by it i was like come on guys we have 12 episodes for this we don't need this right now and it was like was it three episodes total? It was four.
0: Four. So right, we had three
1: cool. arcs in season seven. We had the Bad Batch arc, which was very first. That was four episodes, mm-hmm. and we had the Martez and the Ahsoka arc, which was four episodes, and then we had the final uh, Siege of Mandalore arc. Mm-hmm. And the first two and the or the first four and the last four were awesome, but the middle I was not so great about. And now that we have the Bad Batch here as its own show and they come back into it i see the value and i like that we get that little callback and there's a couple aspects of that that just connect together which i always appreciate so i think it i think this redeemed that episode or that arc arc yeah
0: definitely for me too
1: so yeah so it's interesting that the
0: first arc of season seven clone wars was the bad batch and then it was martez sisters and then here in episode six, one of the first episodes of The Bad Batch, who ha- ended up getting their own show, these sisters show up again to kind of reintroduce them. Um, do you think we'll see them later? I mean, because I don't think we see them the rest
1: of the show, right? We don't see them yeah. the rest of the show. I don't see why we wouldn't. Here's the thing: if we, there's there's a couple things to think about. So at the end of the episode, we see the Martez sisters with r7 flying their ship r7 used to be ahsoka's droid i'm assuming it still is but they they are borrowing him or Mm -hmm. her yeah the droid Droid. um and so it leads us to believe that ahsoka and the Martez sisters are still working together because they know each other and also at the end of bad batching or at the end of this episode of the bad batch and going into the next episode we find out that the Martez sisters kind of snitched on the Bad Batch to Captain Rex. And they find Rex in the next episode. It's one of the first scenes at the bar that um, Sid is in charge of where the Bad Batch is holed up. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a spoiler there. Hopefully you've seen it by now. <laughs> yeah. um, it's over a year later. Yeah. Uh, so it we assume that they're working together. We don't ever see that on screen. But... It's assumed, and I think it's safe to assume, that Bad Batch, or the Martez sisters, Ahsoka, and Captain Rex are all in league with each other. They're all sparking the rebellion because Ahsoka knows the Martez sisters. This is kind of a tangent, but Ahsoka knows the Martez sisters, and Captain Rex and Ahsoka saw firsthand what the Empire does for order 66 yeah so they have a reason to be with them they have a reason to fight against the empire they probably saw on clone on coruscant what the clones did to the jedi since they were there and i don't think that they would have any reason not to show up later that being said mm-hmm. since they're in league with ahsoka and captain rex who's also a clone and the bad batch are pretty close with rex yeah and they want to be part of that rebellion as well they're against the empire as well yeah so that being said i don't see there's anything barring them from being seen again but i don't i don't think they're super important to right. show up again for more than another episode yeah
0: they would kind of continue to be guest stars in yeah i mean storyline
1: i think it would be more of like the wreck the role that rex plays in this where they show up every so often but they're not a main character in the series yeah yeah
0: and so it does make me wonder because that last clone wars season seven that last uh, 12 episodes why did they focus so much on these martez sisters like why were they such an integral part of the ahsoka storyline uh the first four was bad batch we'd are here talking more? You know, season one of the Bad Batch. Season two is coming out soon, so that was a pretty good setup for them. The last four episodes with Darth Maul, Siege of Mandalore, um, Order 66, epic storyline, right? So this middle four with the Martis sisters—that is that just throwaway, or were there plans and then they bagged them, or you know what's what's going on there? So remains to be seen. I would, I don't, I, I'm. With you in the sense that I don't see them showing up more in this uh, Bad Batch series, do they get their own series? Hmm.
1: I th- I think the thing to think about there is who directed season seven of or like who was in charge of that. It was Dave Filoni. He's very deliberate in what he yeah. does. He knows what he's doing. He's been with Star Wars forever. Yeah, and he doesn't throw away anything in the Clone Wars. And he put good people in charge of the Bad Batch. They brought the Martez sisters back. Mm. So I guess that makes me kind of think about why wouldn't they come back? Yeah. They have to at this point. Yeah, they've spent a
0: lot of... And they even changed the Martez sisters uh, helping Ahsoka initially before... Like in in the initial creation of that story uh, with Ahsoka leaving, she runs into a, a boy and it's kind of a lump love interest for a while mm-hmm. uh, but for during the process of when they canceled the clone wars and then restarted it up again uh they changed that love interest to the martez sisters so there's deliberate change to bring in hey these new characters let's do something with
1: them so yeah
0: it seems like they would show up have their own series according to the that model that season seven shows us but I don't know how what they would be. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out if ever. If not, they were just side characters who helped out the rebellion. So, anyways, mm-hmm. enough about that. <laughs> so yeah, the Martez sisters are there. They they grab the head, and Omega. They're kind of Omegas going back and forth. You know, hey, it's mine. No, it's mine. Oh, I dropped it. I'll pick it up. Kind of get that trope going, which is is always fun to watch if it's done well, and I thought it was done well here. Uh, but then Omega gets trapped, and at first, when the when Rafa and Trace are introduced, they're trying, they're competing against each other. But Omega's life, she gets trapped, dropped into this pit. The fire is going to get her, and one of them, I can't remember, I think it was, was, it was it Trace? Trace, yeah, is able to come back and save her, and that kind of unites the two groups. Like, hey, we're in a bad situation. All these security droids have been alerted to our presence we need to do something. We need to work together to get out of here. So that's when the relationship of those two groups forms at that point when it changes to adversarial to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was really well done. It didn't seem forced. It was like the odds were against them. They needed to do something, and they figured it out, and they used the, the tactical droid's head to start up the clones who were being decommissioned, gave them life, resurrected them in a sense. And... Uh, use the droids to fight the security droids, so they could escape and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great to see the Clone War, the Clone, dr- um, or rather the the droids re reanimate, come back alive in a sense, and and help the clones. I thought it w- that was a good visual. I enjoyed seeing uh, the battle droids, the super battle droids,
1: and all that come
0: back and have a a moment, a hero moment, I guess.
1: Yeah. So it, yeah, it really shows that. You know, the Separatists are done. They're not bad things anymore, necessarily. Mm-hmm. They're not the enemy. They're just a weapon to be used by whichever force controls it. And that happens to be the clones in this case who have the tactical droid head. Yeah. And, I yeah, I liked that sequence, too. I think it was kind of a neat thing. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of Rebels where they go to a... It's like a an old Republic hangar or Separatist hangar. Yeah. Uh, Captain Rex has one more battle with yeah. the clones or the clo- or the droids. Yeah. And we see, you know, they're just fighting basically for fun at that point. They make a deal: if you can beat me, you can go free or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's their last battle, and I I like that. This is their last chance before they're melted down to yeah. do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, so and during all this conflict,
0: this escape and all that, uh we see Wrecker, he's he has to go shut down or no, the the conveyor belt and all the whole process got shut down, got shorted out, so he has to go back to this place, the main power source I guess, and restart it. And when he does that he falls and hits his head. And in the previous episodes he'd been complaining of a headache. It's like, Oh, my head hurts and and it just pops up here and there. But this time he does it and he starts to hear voices. He starts to hear echoes of execute order 66. He mutters phrases like, good soldiers follow orders. And so we start thinking about the inhibitor chip.
1: Yeah, it kind of provokes that. And, you know, we know that they're not sure how it affects them, they know that it's there kind of. Mm -hmm. but they think, oh, well, it's not really applicable to us. We're different. And obviously it's not. Yeah. Um, So it hasn't, they hasn't activated for them
0: because of their genetic enhancements.
1: Yeah. They're deliberately enhanced. And I think what happened was the the Kaminoans and the Republic didn't know that that would not affect their inhibitor chips. And it did, but it didn't take it away. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So there we kind of see it starting to take effect with Wrecker, Mm -hmm. starting to break through. And, yeah, stay tuned for what happens next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's able to get out of that funk and get back to action and help the rest of his crew escape. And so they... When they, they get on their ship, they escape, and they're able to... <clears throat> um, the Bad Batch ends up giving the in, intel from the droid to the Martez sisters who, like we said, turns around and gives it to Captain Rex at the end of the episode.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Or what we assume to be Captain Rex. True. We don't know that it's Captain Rex until the next episode, but we do see them talking to the shoulder of someone Via hologram. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, we found a group of clones and we know where they're going. Yeah.
0: That's, in, that, that would be of interest to you, right?
1: Uh huh. So,
0: okay. So that's how it ends. So it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And we'll find out what happens next in the next episode with that. So, um, but, uh, one of the, the themes that we were talking about after we watched it that you brought up is, um, you know, what, what's the bad batch going to do now? What was, and what was the purpose of this episode?
1: I think that's them finding their direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Being able to, I guess, stop running from the Empire and start figuring out what they're supposed to be doing now. Because the past few episodes, there's been really no direction except for away from the Empire. whatever Wherever the Empire is, not there. Mm-hmm. And now they need to figure out are they going to fight against the Empire? Or are they going to be hired hands? What are they going to do? And the, and the end of the episode kind of hints towards that. Uh, motivates them to do the right thing. Where they give the intel to the Martez sisters. Because they know that they're going to use it to fight against the Empire. The Empire doesn't like the Bad Batch. So that's beneficial towards them. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, Rafa tells hunter rafa tells hunter hey at some point you're gonna have to pick a side everyone chooses sides Mm -hmm. so that kind of puts them in a position to where they need to figure it out they need to be they don't need to or they need to stop just running they need to figure out their direction they need to find hey are we going to are we gonna do something about our situation
0: yeah yeah, they because they think they don't like the empire um so it's not a question of that it's like are we gonna fight are uh-huh. we gonna be proactive yeah. in doing something
1: yeah they're definitely not going back to the Empire because the Empire has no use for them essentially yeah, they sure. know they're yeah they know they're not loyal and allegiant towards them they're mm-hmm. they're defectors they're traitors yeah so if they go back they're dead yep so yeah it's it's a matter of do we go and kind of make a name for ourselves as, as mercenaries, get rich, which they could very well do. Or do they become rebels? Do they fight with Rex and Ahsoka? Yeah. And that's where I think the direction of the show really starts to kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. They need to pick a side. And
0: I think they start to do as the season goes on uh also at the end they they the martez sisters have the intel they're going to fight against the empire and so that's kind of is uh, we assume at this point they're giving it to rex and ahsoka so they ahsoka and rex are working to take down the empire earlier in the episode or in the series we saw saw Gerrera and his freedom fighters and we know he comes back later in the story with um uh, Rogue One, also in Rebels, hmm. and we assume he'll show up in Andor. So he's got his thing going on, his rebellion. And then we also have the Senators that we saw in the deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith, where they're, I think it's the petition of the 2000, where they're trying to do something about Senator Palpatine's length of being uh, Chancellor and now Empire Emperor, so the Senators, they have their little rebellion going on too. So we have these different groups who are working to take down the Empire. Okay. And I think that shows us that pretty much immediately after the Empire is formed, people start working to take it down. Um, but we don't really, you know, that. so that's the story of Andor. It's the story of Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's the story of A New Hope and the original trilogy, in essence. Um, but here we see like the the seeds of it, the beginnings yeah. of it, the very first people who are gathering together. And so I'm hoping we see either in this episode or in this um show or in Andor, we see how these people come to be aware of each other or you know, try to help each other or even form the initial rebellion as an official organization. That's what I'm hoping to see. These guys somehow come together. What are your thoughts on that, Aiden? Do you want to see something like that, or are you okay with, you know, Silk and Rex doing their thing, Saguier doing his
1: thing, all that? I know it's got to connect somewhere, right? Some, sometimes it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I, I want to see it all come together. We know that from Rogue One that. Uh, Saw was sided with the rebels but then he was a little bit too extreme so he started doing his own thing and separated from them because of their ideals their difference in ideals and we know that Captain Rex and Ahsoka know Saw very well because he trained or they trained his force Mm -hmm. and so he kind of put or they kind of put him in motion so I think they're going to connect for sure and it's a matter of our a bad Batch going to connect with them as well since they also know Rex and Ahsoka and as well as Rafa and Trace and also from what we've seen elsewhere uh, with, the, with the actual rebel alliance with Bail Organa and um, Mon Mothma Mon Mothma, yeah so I, I don't think there's I think that's going to happen for sure. But I think it's a matter of who's going to see who. Mm. But I think at some point, a few groups are going to converge. Yeah. And I know it definitely has to be the real Rebel Alliance and um, Saw Gerrera. And it has to be Saw Gerrera because he's in so many things like you were talking about. All those and then also in Jedi Fallen Order and some of the comic books as well. So he's in every form of media. Yeah. So he has to he has to go somewhere. And also in Rebels we see Ahsoka as Fulcrum, uh, fully sided with the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. yeah. So I I think it's it's already happened.
0: Yeah, by the time Rebel starts, it's happened. Yeah. Maybe I I think that's what Andor is gonna be about. Uh Andor Uh, It's, I don't know exactly when. It's around, so Kenobi happens 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. And I know Andor is around that same time. It's probably going to be before. Um, And then it's, but not too much before. I think it's during what we see in Kenobi as well. Like starts before and ends after.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And I think we'll see the forming of the official rebellion with all these parties in Andor. I think that's when we're going to see it. Because why would they make that show? Uh, to see Cassian Andor. In and his beginning, beginnings. Sure I like that. But that could have been a comic book. You know, Why are they putting money and time. And scripts and actors. Big name actors together. For the show. It has to be a big event.
1: Especially like my thoughts about Cassian Andor. Like he's uh He's a B list character. You know he's not luke skywalker princess leia he's not any of those Mm -hmm. he was in a movie he was a protagonist of a a of a of a movie a live action movie at that and you know i wasn't super like i like him as a character i like jenner so more yeah but i think the point is to have a character that we already know so that we're already invested in the show but also introduce something else yeah
0: yeah, I can't be just his story like you said cuz he's not a main guy mm-hmm. at least in what we've seen
1: we also know his fate already he dies right so I don't think I don't think it would be worth just exploring him specifically I think that's part of the show mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the main point of the show yeah I
0: think he'll be a vehicle that we follow a character we follow through the formation of the rebellion through his eyes yeah
1: he's the chip for the dip yeah, yeah exactly
0: it's going to be some good dip. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway. So, and I think I think Bad Batch is going to bleed over into that. I think Bad Batch will probably set that up. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how many seasons of Bad Batch will get. But it's not going to be like 10 seasons
1: from, you know. It's not going to be like the Clone Wars. Right. Seven seasons going through a whole thing. Yeah. Because that would have to go up until, <laughs> you know, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. But there's... So much time in A New Hope. The point of the Clone Wars was to bridge the gap, in which it did. And now we have the Bad Batch. And I think that's more to just see the conversion of the Republic to the Empire and mm-hmm. the change from clone troopers to stormtroopers and what happens to good people on the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Captain Rex and the Bad Batch.
0: Yeah. So- yeah, so I think we'll see a lot of good – I think we'll see cloning and how we end up getting Grogu at some point. Or not getting Grogu because he's already alive. Uh-huh. But how they – they we saw in Mandalorian Season 1, they wanted to get his blood, his DNA to clone him. Yeah. So I think we'll get that why and how and what that means in this
1: series. Well, here we see Palp- – like the whole point of Order 66 is for Palpatine or for Palpatine 2 secure his power. Mm-hmm. And part of his power is also his legacy. And we see in Rise of Skywalker him being a clone. So I think that's an mm-hmm. essential part, yeah. especially in a show about clones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So I think we'll see this show set up Andor with the rebellion, like parts of the rebellion, we'll see that and then it'll come to a fruition in Andor. We'll see uh the cloning thing that comes out in Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian. We saw a little bit in Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this show will set up concepts that will pay off later, either in yet to be produced movies, shows or already done shows mm-hmm. and movies. So a lot of potential for the bad batch. It's more than just a kid's show. <laughs> yeah, It's not just this uh, group of guys, this A team on the run type thing. It's, it's It's Star Wars and it sets up a lot of concepts and, Cool stuff that we see later. So, anyways, overall, I give this episode out of five one to five. I probably get a four, three point seven five, maybe. wasn't awesome. Good stuff, but
1: it was it was fine. Plants a lot of seeds, and yes. I'll give it that. I, was, I I think it gives us a lot of a lot to speculate about, even after we've seen the whole show. Yeah. Uh, With the whole Ahsoka and Rex and the sisters thing. Mm -hmm. Where the Bad Batch is going to go. Because I think this also connects very well into season two. Where they need to choose their side. Because the rest of this season is about them picking their side, their direction. Mm -hmm. And from what we saw at Celebration, they've chosen their side. they figured out what they're supposed to do. Because it's a few years later or a few months later. Time has passed for sure. And they've kind of dropped their their old republic gear and repainted and they're making themselves new that's what we saw in the trailer and i think it it, this is the spark of that yeah so this episode i would say is essential we needed the episode or at least the theme of this episode and i think the episode really conveys that really well
0: yeah that's a good point so i give it a four
1: does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Not the best episode in the series that yeah, I don't think that's the point of it, but right. it, it definitely it serves its purpose and it gives us good things to think about. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it for 40 minutes. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Got to be some good stuff in there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on our Bad Batch show. Um, and we will continue on with the next episode, which I forgot to look it up.
1: It's Episode 7, Decommissioned, or that was this one. Episode 6, Decommissioned. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Episode 7 is, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. It's when we know what it's about, though. Captain Rex tracks them down and is able to get back. Uh, They're able to go on another mission, so Mm -hmm. kind of cool stuff. But we'll get into that in the next episode, so we want to thank you guys for joining us here, and we will... Um, continue with the bad batch reviews until we get to the end of this and hopefully it'll be right before season two starts and then we'll get into season two. So if you have any questions or comments that you want to um, ask us, definitely make some comments in the comment section or send us an email uh, podcast at com. Also, definitely subscribe to our channel. We're going to be producing a lot of Star Wars content as well as other nerdy stuff, DC, uh, Marvel, and uh, Wheel of Time, if you're a Wheel of Time fan. The new Lord of the Rings series is in startup next, well, about a month and a half. So we'll be talking about that too. So for all your nerdy needs, uh, definitely subscribe to our channel. We'll talk about it. And uh, we, we want to thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.